This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The favorite to win the Stanley Cup, Carolina Hurricanes, will open up the home schedule against the Ottawa Senators and somebody who will not be there. But in spirit, I know she will be. Sarah Sivian, Bleacher Report, Too Many Men, the podcast. How are you, Miss Sivian? We miss you already. I'm not even there yet. Oh, Adam, in spirit, I am always at PNC Arena um, looking at the jerks. But I am doing great, and you seem very energetic and excited for another season. I mean, we haven't even gotten – I'm not even tired yet. I mean, I'll be tired tonight, but I'm not even exhausted yet. But that's coming. We have the West Coast trip right out of the gate, as we always do here. Uh, you were here when this was still this team was still cute and adorable and trying to win fans. I mean, but that's the, kind of the case. That's kind of true. And now they're sort of juggernauts. And I, I know you wrote about it in uh, on one of your pieces for Bleacher Report. You know, fans' guide to understanding one nugget about each team. When you said they added Dmitry Orlov, they might have the best blue line in the league. I think they do. Yeah, but yes, I would correct my own statement too. They do have the best blue line in the league. And you know what? Something that I've just always loved about this team is they stick to their MO, right? They've never needed an above average goaltender, but they've always had an almost ridiculously elite blue line, and that hasn't changed. No, it has it has not changed. And in fact, um, I don't know this for a fact, but I will be stunned, and I've put this on Twitter already, if Rod Brindamore doesn't roll out all seven of their defensemen tonight and go 11-7 and seven in the opener with, Jer- with uh, Jalen Chatfield as the seventh defenseman. My guess is if they have a lead in the third period, Orloff and Chatfield will go out as the third defensive pair in place of Tony D'Angelo. And I don't think I think there are teams that don't have as good a second pair as Carolina's third pair. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that's not Rod's favorite thing to roll out the 11-7, but I do think the way the league is trending and the way this team derives so much offense from the back end that it's kind of more positionless, and then that's perfectly okay. Yeah, they're, 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 it, this team's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I want to ask you about a couple of players. I mean, you saw the development uh, and the kind of, uh, I don't know, the, the introduction of Seth Jarvis. And I thought he was better last year, even though his numbers went down. Here's, here's what I was told. He's lighter, but more muscular than he was a year ago. What do you think, kind of, what kind of player do you think Seth Jarvis can be? He's a, a Rod Brindamore favorite who can actually score. You know what I mean? I think I remember when he first came in the league, what struck Rod about him was how willing he was to work on his play away from the puck. Mm -hmm. That's why he got the opportunity that he did. And that's why even if he did take an offensive step back, it was he improved as a player because of his game away from the puck. And I think that's so necessary to have that season to end up putting it all together. And the Hurricanes are going to need that. But I think he's such a energizing player is the word I would use. To your your point, by the end of the season, Seth Jarvis was killing penalties – for Carolina. And when well, we we knew that he always had the desire and the attention to detail to develop in that end, but if you're mm-hmm. on the ice in penalty kill situations which are one of the the uh, the bedrocks of this team, 
then Rod Brindamore has total trust in your ability to play in that end of the ice. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov isn't going to start the season, which gives him more time to work on card tricks. Uh, and, Sarah, you are the expert in Andre and card tricks. Uh, um, That's the magic. <laughs> he's just amazing. Uh, just your thoughts on on Andre. I know he's gonna. He's probably gonna miss the first, you know, six or seven games here, uh, getting ready, getting back from the knee injury. Uh, what are your thoughts on Andre as a player and what his future is? Uh, I just, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but getting to know him, I just love him. I adore him. I think he is somebody that can be such a cornerstone to a franchise, not just because of the offense, but he's so dynamic and he's so, I think his playmaking abilities are so Mm -hmm. underrated and the way he hits and the way he scores, he can really like provide whatever the offense needs. And it was such a shame that he got hurt in the way he did. And I just think he's going to come back and have a monster season. And I think he needs to, if the hurricanes are to have the offensive depth they need to win the cup this year. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a part of it. They didn't have him in the postseason. The last 18 games of the regular season didn't have him in the postseason last year. I know they didn't have Max Pacioretty, ready, but I understand that people are arguing, well, they never had Max Pacioretty, ready, really. And we could say, th- yeah. say the same thing about Andre Kasha, although the second part of that was completely predictable. We knew, we all knew uh, <laughs> that Andre Kasha was never going to be uh, part of this team because that's unfortunately his history and it's it's a concussion thing. But the Svechnikov yeah. thing really did matter. There's another element to Andre that I think is different than almost all other players and that's a personality. Like mm-hmm. Sebastian Ah is a great player. Tavo Teravine is a great player. Marty Natchez is a great player. But Andre's got a way about him that is just different because of his, I mean, just kind of the the way he carries himself and the fun he has. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He loves hockey more than anything. And I remember writing a story about him and his brother Evgeny growing up in Russia. They ate from the same plate. They just were so humble. Their mom worked so many extra hours so that they could play hockey and come to America. Then they went to Michigan together and they just have this brotherly love that you can see when you talk to either of them how how well they were raised and how much passion they just have for this game. And there's a reason Andre's always after hours with Rod and, and Rod just loves a player like that so much. And then it's to have your young star set that example. It, there's a reason Seth Jarvis came to the team and had this mentality of working hard. And I mean, of mm-hmm. course that was probably instilled in him too before, but it rubs off when somebody as cool as Svechnikov who can do the card tricks on and off the ice <laughs> is, exuding this type of hard work and passion for the game. Let's be honest, though. We're we're, we're really not convinced that Andre can do the card tricks, right? (laughs) 
I remember I was going to post that video, but it was the wrong car he picked up, and I didn't have the heart to tell him, no, um, that wasn't right. So I just said yes, but I, I messaged him after, and I was like, hey, letting you know like that was the wrong car. He was like, okay, I, I'm going to do it again, and I'll be better. So I never got a chance to follow up, but somebody's got to. Hey, he's he's a great kid. And by the way, um, I found this out today. Even in rehabbing from the knee injury, he finished first in the team's conditioning this year. So, Andre, when he's ready, when he's medically cleared, we can expect him to be shot out of a cannon. All right, I don't want this to all be sunshine and roses and Pop-Tarts here, Sarah Sivian from Bleacher Report at Sarah Siv. Um if Carolina doesn't reach their potential, we don't know what's going to happen in the postseason, but let's just say the regular season, apart from the obvious uh, caveat of injuries can happen, if they don't reach their potential, what's the reason? Getting Max Patcher ready and then not having him play and then losing that kind of offensive depth, I think, is the reason. And, I mean, you could go either way with offensive depth or having a better goaltender and I I just don't think goaltending or defense is the true issue of this team and I think the trope that you need an elite goaltender to win the cup has been disproven the past few years now it's really like does your scoring dry up and I know there's different reasons why they haven't been able to win a game in the ECF yet in this era (laughs) and I think Lately, the trend with them is just not being able to score in the deeper you go in the playoffs. Right. The power plays dried up in the postseason. It certainly went away against Florida. It went away really in the end of the season. It went away against the uh, the Bruins in year one, and they got destroyed by the Bruins and other teams in the playoffs on the power play. Um, and last year, I mean, they could have won any game against Florida. I mean, they could have, if Seth Jarvis uh, scores in the first overtime, Carolina wins. We don't stay there till 2.30 in the morning, and, and <laughs> we don't. Uh, and who knows what happens the rest of that series. I think they probably just needed a breakthrough. Uh, but, yeah, it it comes down to that goal. Tavo Teravainen's got to have a real, uh, you know, a Tavo Teravainen-like season. Marty Natchez has to be the Marty Natchez from the first three quarters of the season uh, going forward. When do we see you here next? Oh, maybe the playoffs this year. I'd love to get back there, and That's it's been a while. So I'm going to try to find an excuse. The All team right. better be good. All right. Well, uh, I will bother you for Kane's Corner Podcast, Miss Sivy, and I appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the opener and enjoy rooting for Connor Bedard because we all should root for Connor Bedard. I love it. You can bother me anytime, Adam. Thank you. You got it. Sarah Sivian from Bleacher Report. You follow her on on Twitter or whatever we're calling it, at Sarah Siv.